This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. Good evening, everyone. It's time for another episode of Ham Talk Live. It's episode number 158. The Satnogs Dashboard, recorded live on Thursday, March 28th, 2019. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by Corey Shields, KB9JHU. And we'll take your calls live in just a few minutes. Last week here on the show, Marty Soloway, NN1 Chicken, and uh, Bryant Rascal, KG5HVO, were here to talk about Team Exuberance, the youth contesting team for the WPX contest this weekend. They're operating from K3LR. And if you missed that show, you can listen anytime at hamtalklive.com or your favorite podcast app or YouTube. You can also catch us on WTWW 5085 AM uh, in a rebroadcast on Saturday evenings at or about 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Well, you know, if you look at your calendar, you notice that it's about that time when uh, we get a new sponsor um, added to the show, and tonight we'd like to welcome a, a new sponsor. It's QRM Labs, and and you've always heard that contesters create their own propagation. Well, here's a chance to make it happen. We'll be back after this word from QRM Labs, right here on Ham Talk Live. Mays Hayes here back again from QRM Labs for Formula 5 and 9, the rocket that creates your own band opening. Are you tired of those lousy conditions because of the solar cycle? Well, be sad no more. Make your own band opening with Formula 5 and 9. Formula 5 and 9 is a model rocket that you can launch from your backyard. Once it gets to the ionosphere, it opens up the payload doors and releases a special patented formula that ionizes the atmosphere. It works for D, E, and even F layers. Simply add the right amount of fuel for the layer of the atmosphere you want to reach. Pour the formula in the rocket, fuel it up, and launch it, launch it, launch it. Keep an eye on the band to be ionized, and within 15 minutes, presto! 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 An instant band opening. You can even get to Bouvet Island. But wait, there's more. More. 
order in the next 30 seconds, and you can get a free bottle of our first product, the Magic Smoke Replacement System, and a can of Spray Away, the SWR Reducer in a can. Here's how to order. To order Formula 5 and 9 from QRM Labs for just $49.73, call 760-706-7425. That's 760-706-7425. Call now, 760-706-7425. Be sure to register your launch with the FAA. Offer void where prohibited. If the band opening lasts longer than four hours, consult your physicians. QRM Labs is not responsible for accidents that may occur, not for use near North Korea. It's amazing how right around April 1st we get a new sponsor, and it's always QRM Labs. How is it new if it's, well, never mind. Well, get your questions ready to go. We'll talk about Sat Dogs tonight. If you're listening to us live on Thursday night, you can give us a call after the interview by calling 812-650-9556. Again, let me give you that number, and we are we're getting a new phone number. We're, we're finally getting a a permanent phone number again, but uh, we're still on uh, 812-650-9556. Again, 812-650-9556. So you can call us on that after a while. You can also tweet us at HamTalkLive, and we'll be checking that throughout the show, and we'll take your questions with Corey. And we'll do that right after this word from a real sponsor, Icom America, right here on AmTalk Live. Create your own band opening. Icom's newest SDR transceiver, the IC9700, is coming soon. This new radio is bringing direct sampling to the UHF-VHF weak signal world. The IC9700 all-mode transceiver is loaded with innovative features such as dedicated amateur satellite operation, color touchscreen, D-Star capability built in, RF direct sampling on the 2-meter and 70-centimeter bands, dual independent receivers capable of full duplex operation, as well as dual watch, and maximum output power of 100 watts on 2 meters, 75 watts on 70 centimeters, and 10 watts on 1.2 gigahertz. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM radios. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Yesterday, my XYL said she'd leave me if I didn't give up ham radio. Over. Thanks once again to ICOM America for helping bring you Ham Talk Live each and every week. Check them out at icomamerica.com slash amateur. Corey Shields, KB9JHU, has spent most of his life in and around Terre Haute and Bloomington, Indiana, and has been a ham since 1994. Uh, He studied computer science and informatics at Indiana University. Corey is a manager of system administrators for Mozilla, the group behind the Firefox web browser. He has a strong interest in digital communications, particularly packet, as well as weather spotting, emergency communications, and contesting. Corey's with a group called Satnogs. That is an open source ground station network for satellites. So, uh, 
Corey, welcome back to Ham Talk Live, and thanks for joining us from the beautiful hills of Brown County. <laughs> thanks a lot, Neil. I appreciate it. Uh, uh, you know, I had to I had to look up our last interview. Uh, it, it seems like yesterday, but it was you know 2016 episode 10. Uh, wow! I listened to it uh, uh, earlier today and thought, man, this uh, uh, the Sad Dogs project has, has changed so much over the last few years and grown so much. I'm I'm excited to uh, to share some of those changes. So thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, we're up to 158 tonight, so it, it's it's been a while. So, yeah, let's catch up a little bit on on Satnogs. And the big announcement is this new dashboard that you guys just announced on uh, January one. Uh, so last time you were here talking about you know the tap the Tapper Forum um, at uh, Hamvention and Satnogs a little bit. So uh, before we get into the dashboard, just remind us what Satnogs is and what Satnogs does. Yeah, so uh, let me first start off by explaining the, the problem that uh, we're, we're trying to tackle and solve. Uh, uh, it's, it's a good problem. Uh, you know, space, uh, access to space is, is getting cheaper and cheaper. You know, CubeSats are, are uh, an inexpensive form factor of, of getting a satellite into, into space, and, and launch vehicles are, are becoming uh, cheaper as well. So um, with that, there is new CubeSats up in, in space and up in orbit, um, and many of these satellites are, are uh, you know, research or experimental uh, uh, sent up by a university or or a school or some other organization, um, and a lot of them are are using amateur radio frequencies and, and ham bands. Um, so in previous years, uh, the operators would get to see the satellite pass over their, uh, their ground station a couple times a day and, and get the telemetry from uh, uh, the satellites, uh, you know, uh, yeah, a couple times uh, you know, a day versus uh, uh, all of the data that's being constantly downlinked from these these satellites and, and not listened to. Um, so it, there are a lot of amateur uh, radio enthusiasts and satellite enthusiasts around the world who uh, who chase satellites and, and uh, collect the, the data and uh, demodulate the, the data um, and then send that data back up to the operators. Uh, and many operators have, have relied on, on ham radio operators uh, for that service. Um, our goal is to automate that entire process uh, because uh, uh, having a, a ham radio operator sit at a computer and you know do the Doppler uh, correction for the frequency and do the decoding and, and do the uploading and everything um, is, uh, is not going to scale uh, with the, the growth of the satellites that are out there. So, so we've written software um, to automate this process. It runs on a Raspberry Pi. And uses a cheap, you know, SDR dongle uh, like a RTL SDR, um, and uh, whatever antennas uh, that a ground station can provide, and it works with uh, a website that uh, we've also uh, designed to schedule uh, observations and then collect the data uh, back from from your ground stations. And this has largely been. Uh, across the pond, and it's and it's really grown since we've talked last. Yeah, yeah. The project started off uh, 2014, um, and uh, by the uh, uh, a group in the uh, 
uh, hackerspace in Athens, Greece. And so uh, the core team has has been over there uh, across the pond, but we've we've had contributors uh, from uh, all over the, the globe. Now it's it's amazing to see. Um, uh, we've just found out recently of uh, a, a group in in South Africa that is uh, working on a ground station that's going to go into uh, Antarctica. So uh, you know that's that's exciting. It's uh, it's grown all over the world literally now. Wow. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about this new dashboard. You made this huge release. Um, it's a really powerful tool for gathering and looking at all of this data and seeing what's going on. So tell us a little bit about this new dashboard. Yeah. So for uh, for the past few years, you know, we've, we've been working on all of the, the code and the software to collect the data um, and to automate the process of collecting the data. And you know, now we're in, in our database. We're up to, you know, 32 million frames of, of satellite data across uh, 173 satellites that we've got now. Um, that uh, we've actually collected data on. Um, so then the, the next step is, well, how do we make that data useful? Um, well, you know, operators themselves, uh, some operators have their own dashboards uh, and have their own ways of, of making use of telemetry data. And, and we offer uh, an API where they can get that, that data directly from our, our database. Um, um, but we wanted to take it a step further and offer a, a decoded database of, of data. So uh, to get into the nerdy details uh, of this, uh, we we write decoders that then take the demodulated frames of, of data from the satellites and decode them into actual telemetry data. So, you know, your uh, your battery voltages, your solar panel uh, voltages, you know, the status of the experiment that could be on, on the satellites. Um, and then those frames, as they're decoded, they get sent into a, a time series database uh, as you know, there are going to be multiple frames over time um, so that we can then query that data uh, across a period of time. So that may be you know, the last 24 hours, or that may be looking at things over the last 12 months uh, to see how uh, a satellite's parameters have changed. Um, so we've got all of this in, into this uh, uh this database uh, for the satellites that we have decoders for. Um, there are not that many today. I think we have maybe about 18 or 20 uh, satellites that we have telemetry decoders written for, but uh, we're getting more, um, uh, more and more every month. Um, and so the, then we've uh, added a, a graphing component to this. Uh, so if you go to dashboard.satnogs.org, uh, you can see the, the live dashboards for these satellites. Um, and then we invite the community to uh, reach out to us and to get an account to uh, this, this dashboard site um, and to basically crowdsource the creation of dashboards for, for satellites. Um, and it doesn't have to be a dashboard for a singular satellite. You could have a dashboard that spans multiple satellites uh, so you can look at the differences between uh, a couple of similar satellites um, uh, or look at, uh, uh, let's say, you know, parameters across all of the, the Fox satellites, uh, for instance, uh, or um, or APRS satellites. Uh, we have an APRS uh, satellite monitor in in the dashboard as well. Um, so this has been great. Uh, we've we've had a couple of um, satellite operators actually working with us uh, to build their own dashboards within this this system. Um, so it's uh, basically completed the entire process of 
of automating the collection of data from the satellites, getting it up into the Internet, and actually making that uh, data useful in uh, terms of graphing. Now, I'm, I'm going out on a limb here. I should have asked you this before, so uh, <laughs> it, it may be a, no, we can't do that. But um, I'm just thinking of examples of, of this to offer, and um I'm thinking of AO85 because AO85 has had some difficulties and, and it's been shut off for a while and turned back on and shut off for a while because of some power and battery issues. Uh, is this something that you could pull up AO85 and take a look at the data and, and see what's going on with it? Um, yeah, we actually do. We've, we've got uh, data for uh, all of the Fox satellites uh in there uh, today. Uh, I will say that we don't have as much data as the, the Fox Telem is, is collecting because they have a lot more ground stations that are that are feeding uh, data specifically for the Fox satellites into the, the Fox Telem database. Um, but uh, we're also in conversations with uh, you know, Chris Thompson, uh, who manages the Fox Telem software, on, on getting our decoded data into their uh, dashboard as as well so that uh, they can make the most use out of it but yeah we've we've got uh, uh, a general uh, if you go to dashboard.satnox.org there is a, a fox uh, telemetry dashboard that's a it's a work in progress right now but um, it's it's coming there um, and then you can pick uh, the uh, fox satellite that you want to look at by its uh, norad id or or select all of them to compare between them all right. Very good. Well, if somebody wants to get involved with this project, um, either using it or contributing to that, how can he or she do that? Um, it, there are many ways. Uh, there are so many aspects of this project. Uh, first and foremost, uh, setting up a ground station, of course, is uh, um, one way that, that we invite contributors if, if you've got uh, – um, the capability of, of setting up a station with a Raspberry Pi and a, an RTL SDR um, and maybe a, a small um, low noise amplifier at the antenna, depending on your setup. Um, the interesting thing, when, last time we, we spoke um, three years ago, you know, the, the project was focused on uh, directional antennas and, and rotators with the assumption that uh, they would be you know, required for uh, the kind of uh, signal reception that we were looking to do. Um, over time, you know, people have jumped into the network using uh, omnidirectional antennas and, and low noise amplifiers um, and set up ground stations much cheaper that way. And we found a lot of success in those. So uh, turnstile antennas, uh, Lindenblad antennas, and and the like. Um, so that's we've we've seen a. a a bit of an explosion, explosive growth in in the number of ground stations with the uh, the addition of omnidirectional antennas. Um, now, of course, the directional antennas and the rotators are still you know, a lot better. Um, but uh, if uh, you know, the listeners out there are wondering, you know, can I get into this and set up a ground station for the cost of you know a Raspberry Pi and RTL SDR and a you know home built uh, you know Lindenblad antenna? Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, so that's that's one way uh, to get involved. Um, uh, contributions on the code side, um, we've got uh, the platform is, is written in, in Python and, and the uh, 
Um, the client is written in Python. Uh, we make use of GNU Radio with our, our own custom uh, scripts to do demodulation of many different modes. Um, and we're always looking to expand that into into more modes that uh, that we don't currently support. Um, so uh, obviously SDR uh, programming uh, is is a thing that uh, um, we could use contributions with. Uh, uh, we could use contributions in writing decoders for uh, the, the satellites uh, their their telemetry for this this dashboard. Um, and that's that uses an interesting project called uh, Kaitai. Uh, it's K-A-I-T-A-I dot I-O, uh, where you write a structure of the actual, um, uh, the binary format of that telemetry packet. And then our software uses that structure to decode all of the, uh, um, the, the packets that are, that are in the database. Um, and then there's, uh, there's also just helping out on our, our forums and, and chat channel to, uh, answer questions or or helping out with our documentation. Uh, we just uh, uh, recently relaunched our, our wiki site with uh, a much easier um, to navigate site, uh, easier to find content at uh, wiki.satnogs.org. Um, all of our documentation is up there, so you know, we're always looking for uh, uh, new eyes on that documentation where we might have blind spots uh, because we're so involved with the project. Um, uh, a new, fresh look at the, at our documentation is always welcome, and in uh, um, in an effort to make it better. Um, so, yeah, um, as far as uh, actually contributing, getting getting started, uh, like I said, the, the documentation is on that wiki site, uh, wiki.satnogs.org, um, and we have some some contribution documentation up there. Uh, that get people started either building a ground station or you know building antennas or or contributing to the code or how to get in contact with us um, and our forums are on uh, uh, a uh, like a messaging board that we have at community.satnogs.org. Um, so you can jump into there and and uh, introduce yourself and we'll definitely put you to work. All right, so some uh, good information there. Uh, if you want to get involved in some way with the Satnogs group, there are some opportunities for you, and we'll talk a little bit more uh, about some ways that you can interact with the Satnogs group after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. I'm sorry to bother you, but I'm having an antenna party and I ran out of PL259s. Oh, come in. Thank you. Would silver-plated PL259s from Tower Electronics be too good for your guests? Those will be fine. Thank you. You saved my life the other night. Oh, the PL259s from Tower Electronics? Yes, they were very successful at the antenna party. My antenna works like a charm. Then how can you ever thank me? I'll try to think of something. Don't be caught without PL259s. Visit Tower Electronics at a ham fest near you. Or visit them online anytime at pl-259.com. Or call 920-435-2973. They have adapters, cables, antennas, soldering supplies, and meters, too. Nominations are now open for the Amateur Radio Newsline, Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF, Young Ham of the Year Award. I'm Don Wilbanks, AE5DW. Since 1986, we've had the honor of celebrating the accomplishments of youth in ham radio, and we want to know about your exceptional young ham. 
You'll find the rules and a nominating form by clicking the YHOTY tab on ARNewsline.org. Fill it out, send it in, and we'll see you and an amazing young ham at the Huntsville, Alabama Ham Fest in August. Thanks, and 73 from Amateur Radio Newsline. Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Hey, baby, I'd love to be in your grid square. Thanks once again to Tower Electronics for bringing you the show. And uh, they were scheduled to be uh, at the Sevierville, Tennessee Ham Fest this weekend. But um, due to some uh, issues with the trailer that carries all the stuff, they're not going to be able to make it after all. So uh, their next planned trip will be Belton, Texas on April 6th. And then April 13th, Stoughton, Wisconsin, and Mobile, Alabama. And you can visit them anytime online at pl-259.com. Ham Talk Live is on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here at hamtalklive.com. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and, and Reddit. We'll, we'll throw Reddit in there tonight. And uh, real quick, want to give you an update on some National Voice of America Museum of Broadcasting events. It's their 75th anniversary, and uh, we're going to have a show on that here in just a couple of weeks. But uh, Wednesday, April 3rd, um, at the Midpoint Library in Westchester, Ohio, Museum Director Jack Dominic will be there uh, giving a talk about the history of the Bethany Relay Station and the museum. And then on April 9th, uh, this is really cool. The Theater of the Mind, sound effects during radio's golden age with Mike Martini, the president of the museum's media heritage collection. And if you listen to any of those old radio shows, and sometimes Sunday nights I'm driving and I hear the uh, When Radio Was show, and and, and the sound effects just make everything. And so... That's a pretty cool deal. Another one that's coming up later on in the summer is there's a radio inside my cell phone. So I like that. That's a good way to introduce uh, some radio topics uh, to people that uh, don't realize there's a radio in your cell phone. So uh, we'll be talking more about that uh, next month on a special episode of Ham Talk Live and announce the special Hamvention Hours for the museum and an added bonus. Uh, it's a surprise we're uh we're excited to uh hear about uh a new tour that's going to be uh during hamvention weekend as well from the museum so make sure you tune in for that we're on the air every thursday night at 9 p.m eastern time at hamtalklive.com and um, it's time now for your calls so if you have a question for Corey. Give us a call. That phone number is 812-650-9556. Or you can tweet us. It's at HamTalkLive. If you're listening to us on WTWW or on the podcast edition, you won't be able to reach us because uh, it's Thursday night right now as we're recording this. And so we're we're not there. So uh, if you're listening live, give us a call, 812-650-9556. And uh, while we're waiting on the calls and tweets, Corey, um, I know that 
Um, you're involved a lot with the uh, booth at Hamvention, and uh, we've got our Hamvention preview coming up here in just a few weeks as well. So uh, tell us a little bit about how people can uh, interact with Satnogs if uh, they are visiting at Hamvention. Yeah, Hamvention is always always great. Uh, uh, we we love uh, all, all the feedback that we get from from visitors there, um, and assuming we we have the same booth that we have and had in the last two years, we'll be right uh, next to the the Amsat uh, booth, so be easy to to find us that way. Um, obviously, we'll be showing off the the new dashboard uh, this year um, and showing how the the data can actually be be used um, and uh, and processed. Um, and uh, we will will have the three D printed uh, rotator as well. Uh, that's always a huge hit. Um, uh, <laughs> everyone uh, likes to see a three D printed Azel rotator. Um, the uh, unfortunately, you know, everyone also asks for a kit, and we just don't have the infrastructure to to build or sell or support kits yet. Um, but uh, we'll probably be doing a little bit more with uh, with that as an active ground station, assuming that. Uh, um, the weather uh, isn't uh, isn't too windy for a portable setup. Um, we'll uh, probably set it outside of the the, the building there uh, by our booth and uh, let it go and, and see what kind of uh, data that we collect. And then we can actually, uh, you know, using the, uh, the query capabilities of, of our dashboards, we could actually build a dashboard of, of data specifically collected there at at Hamvention. So. Um, it's going to be cool. Uh, lots of uh, good stuff to see. Uh, uh, we'll also have uh, some more updates on some of the other LibreSpace uh, Foundation projects and uh, uh, the new SDR makerspace that uh, that they've just set up in the last year. Um, so plenty of literature to pick up, uh, plenty of developers to, to talk to if you want to stop by the booth and, and uh, ask us more questions about what it's all about uh, or, or see demos. Uh, we'll, we'll be there to show it off. Okay, so a great opportunity to uh, to talk with uh, some more of the developers and people and, and see some of this stuff in action at Hamvention. So if you get a chance, stop by there. And if you have a question, right now is the time to just give us a call. It's 812-650-9556. You don't have to go to Hamvention to ask your question. You can just pick up the phone. 812-650-9556. Or uh, if you're Mike Shy, you can tweet us. Uh, at ham talk live on twitter we're watching that and uh, seeing some some fan mail there but uh no questions just yet so uh we we appreciate that and 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 i think you're, you're we were talking during the um the break we, we we probably need to give a special shout out here because uh you've got one of your your team members that's actually up listening to this over in greece <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely a shout out to Elkos. He's uh, uh, he works the night shift uh, uh, at a, uh, a sleep study facility. So um, hopefully his patients are asleep and, and he's able to listen in. But uh, yeah, he's he's on the the core dev team over uh, out of Athens, Greece. So I'm sorry to say that when I did uh, my overnight sleep study, I I, I didn't sleep. So yeah, I, I told them just, uh, my, my suggestion was to, to put this on speaker. Let me talk them to sleep. And, uh, and hey, uh, oh, well, yeah, well, I don't know. That, that, that didn't work for me. I, I think they did finally squeeze four hours out of 
out of the night, but uh, it was it was rough. So I don't envy that job. So <laughs> so shout out to you. Uh, hopefully you're you're uh, having an easy night and, and listening here. Uh, let's talk a little bit. And again, eight one two six five zero nine five five six is the number, or tweet us at Ham Talk Live. Um, let's talk. You know what's next? What's what's some upcoming projects that you're looking at? Um, what do you see um, in the dashboard expansion on that? Um, what do you see happening in the next few years? Well, there's, uh, in terms of next steps for, for Satnogs, um, right now, a lot of the, uh, the data collection is still, uh, manually scheduled. Um, even though we're scheduling, um, a couple thousand observations per day, um, right now we're, we're working on ways of, of automating that process. So, you know, we're, we're, going to have you know fully automated scheduling um there are different ways of, of approaching this and and determining you know what uh, priorities a, a ground station operator might want um to use this ground station for versus you know new satellites that are launched and you want that initial uh, telemetry coming out um, but uh having that fully automated um uh will be the the next step and you also want to you know, be considerate of, of the, the ground station owner's wishes in terms of uh, how much their, their ground station is used. You know, some some rotators uh, uh, are not going to appreciate a, <laughs> a, a 24 by 7 duty cycle. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, so that's got to be part of the, uh, the consideration as well. Um, on, on the dashboard and, and the actual data that we're collecting, um, uh, I mean, uh, we've we've just scratched the, the surface by uh, being able to visualize some of this. Uh, um, I think there there's plenty of opportunity for uh, people to jump in and, and dig into the data. You know, what uh, what do some of these trends mean? You know, is there a common trend in you know certain um, battery configurations or, or solar panel configurations or you know what? Um, what can we learn from you know, the the life cycle of, of various uh, satellites that, that we're collecting telemetry from? Um, so that's uh, that's another opportunity. Uh, we have the, like I mentioned um, a second ago, the uh, uh, the new SDR Maker Space. Uh, the website for that is SDRMaker dot space. Um, it's uh, a European Space Agency uh, funded initiative for. Um, improving and and furthering uh, uh, software-defined radio technologies for for space, uh, which is uh, right uh, right in our wheelhouse here. So, uh, a lot of different projects there on on improving some uh, GNU radio code uh, for satellite communications, um, uh, even looking into uh, deep neural networks and machine learning uh, on you know how can we how can we use artificial intelligence and machine learning to uh, make better use of some of this data and, and uh, uh, get better at uh, decoding some of the signals that, that we're getting. Um, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of work on the, the dev side and, and the software side of, of uh, the receivers that we've got. Okay. Eight one two six five zero nine five five six. We're going to wrap things up shortly. So if you'd like to call in, uh, now is the time to do so. Uh, you sent me some um, statistics uh, before the show tonight, and uh, 
one of the <laughs> yeah. uh one of the graphs that I'm looking at here is uh the uh, network uh, cumulative observations and in in fourth quarter of 2017 you're you're down you know in the probably 10 to 20,000 range and and then we're looking at um now and you're pushing 500,000 yeah, that's uh, and uh, the like I said, the growth has been explosive. I, I was looking uh, looking at uh, <laughs> the, the station's uh, creation date in in our database, uh, and the last time we we had this interview in, in 2016, we we had uh, uh, four stations in our our production network, and uh, uh, today we're we're well over 500. Um, not all of them are, are online all the time, uh, and some of them are, are future planned. Um, stations uh i'm looking right now at about uh uh, 170 that are that are online and active at at this moment so um yeah it's it's grown a lot uh since then um and uh the network that we have with those ground stations uh, i should also add that's just one way of contributing data into uh, our pipeline um we also work with uh, third-party or software developers who who have decoders for satellites um, and we get much more data from from them coming into our database as well so um, uh, dk3wn has a whole suite of satellite decoder uh, apps for windows that a lot of uh, people will use and those can forward data into our database um, and uh, gr sat i'm sorry gr satellites uh, which is a good new radio module will will do the same as well um so we've got uh, multiple streams of data coming into the the database, uh, and and that database is up to uh, about thirty two million uh, frames currently. So yeah, a lot of growth. It's it's been great. Yeah, it really looks explosive, uh, and it's uh, credit to the team of of you know sticking with it and putting together some some good good software and getting the word out and and getting out there to you know things like hamvention and and some of these other uh venues uh, around the world and yeah and, and getting the word out yeah i i think i'll credit the the growth to to uh, uh two big things one one was that we uh, instead of installing the software by hand and having to go through you know a whole uh you know, wiki page of steps to, to get the, the software working. We, we now have a Raspberry Pi image that uh, is generated with all the software on there. So um, you just burn the Raspberry Pi image as you would um, uh, any other uh, image and pop it into the Raspberry Pi and uh, log in and, and run a command to to set up the, the Satinox client. So it, we made it much easier for uh, the ground station operators to actually get started. Um, that and and the uh, uh, the the trial and success of, of omnidirectional antennas has has really lowered the the barrier for a lot of people. So um, yeah, definitely uh, um, if you're thinking about trying it out uh, and you've got a spare Raspberry Pi sitting around and a spare antenna, just grab our client and uh, uh, sign up on our our network uh, website and, and get get started. Now I, I have to end with this story. We're we're just about done here, but uh, I, I have to end with a story. You're talking about the ease of omnidirectional <laughs> antennas, and you know what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. We're, we're at a at a club function, and and 
I'm trying to show some people how to work some of the Fox satellites, and I'm sitting in my car with the whip on the back, you know, an omnidirectional antenna, and I, I, I think I had the the arrow with me, but uh, you're out running around with your arrow <laughs> pointing it everywhere, you know, at all these satellites, and all of a sudden you hear. WB9VPG. <laughs> and I started looking for you. I'm like, where where's he pointing his arrow? <laughs> no, you were in your car. Yeah, I, I didn't even have the arrow out. And he's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's here. He's right here. I just saw him a minute ago. And, and yeah, uh, I, I've had a lot of luck with the Fox satellites just using an omnidirectional antenna. And, this summer, I'm 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 I'm, I'm going to try to get that arrow, and I'm going to you know out and and use it more. But um, I made some early attempts with it, and, and it worked. But it, it's just so much easier <laughs> to do the omnidirectional. Yeah. That, that yeah, and no, it's I, kind of locked me into AO ninety one and ninety two. That's the the downside is it it locks me into those. But but yeah. hopefully this summer we can start doing that. But it works. Yeah, yeah, no, the, the Omnis do work. Um, we we do recommend uh, a low noise amplifier on it, uh, and you can get those on eBay for you know, twenty bucks. Um, but it makes a world of difference. Uh, or you can go the the total opposite end of the spectrum. Um, we have had uh, a couple occasions where um, one of our users has set up a, a Satnox client on the, and I'm going to botch this up on the Dwingaloo Radio Observatory, um, <laughs> and. I mean, we we were able to to or they were able to decode uh, perfect signals from horizon to horizon on a you know, two degree pass. It's it's crazy, um, but uh, we've got uh, a post about that in our our community site uh, community.satnogs.org. You, you can see uh, uh, pictures. And I think there's even a YouTube video of of them running uh, satnogs on the, the, the this massive radio observatory. Um, what's the, uh, I'm trying to look it up. Yeah. It's a 25 meter dish. <laughs> wow. So, Satnogs on a 25 meter dish or an omnidirectional antenna. Yeah. We'll do it all. Yeah. There you go. Well, we've, we've got a call on the line, so let's, uh, take the call here. Uh, welcome to ham talk live. CW. Thanks for having the episode tonight. Ah, it's in for DCW. And I have to say, it, it, I got it right. I didn't do CDW because <laughs> I, I did that on Logbook of the World when I went and did my little expedition over spring break. I got I got it backwards. So, in for DCW. <laughs> thanks for for calling in. What's your uh, question? Yeah, uh, just want to say number one, thanks to Corey for uh, saving my bacon. A couple of times when my voice recorder didn't work out, and I could go on and, and uh, get, the, get <laughs> files or audio files for the contents I missed. Um, so related to that, and this is my question, is I'm outside pointing my arrow in the sky and recording them, and I just got them in a file on my computer. Is there a need for audio files like that from the FM uh, satellites for your database? Um, we don't currently have a way of like uploading them uh, that, that you would have saved locally. Um, uh, I, I think there's there's always a, a need there. I mean, obviously, you know, when uh, 
uh, someone like yourself has, has uh, made a quick contact and, and not being able to, to record it, it's great to have it recorded somewhere. Um, so yeah, that's that's always been been great. Uh, and the for us I, and and AMSAT as well, the, the side benefit of the Fox satellites is that if if we're always using the the data under voice uh, decoder, we're going to get the the added benefit of of extracting telemetry from that uh, that observation uh, as well as the the FM voice. Um, so, but uh, no, I, I, we don't have a way of, of being able to upload something like that yet. Um, there have been discussions about changing the entire design of the network client relationship, uh, especially when it comes to uh, the concept of auto scheduling. You know, maybe the the network just needs to accept uh, submissions from clients or users in this case um, uh, arbitrarily, rather than the network actually scheduling things out so it, it may come in the future um it's just not there today but yeah i'm glad i'm glad we were able to uh have an observation there for your uh, your cue so that's great yeah no thanks so much i appreciate it uh neil thanks for having the show learned a lot and uh y'all uh y'all keep going all right thanks, thanks for calling in y'all have a good night Been forward to you all today. right you too you too all right, thanks for uh, for giving us a call in for DCW. Well, that's going to finish things up here, Corey. So, uh, any last uh, comments before you go? Uh, no, thanks for having me again. Um, I, you know, we'll we'll do this again in another three years, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> or sooner. <laughs> we'll we'll see uh, see how much further this is, has gone from from there. But it, it's a it's a great project. Uh, the you know the, the development team is is a lot of fun to work with. Uh, uh, the satellite enthusiasts. I mean, we're we're all just uh, really excited about space. Really excited about satellites. Uh, so um, it's a great community to to be a part of. Even if you can't get a ground station on the air, um, you know we've got a lot of people who are are involved in our forums who you know, maybe in an apartment. They, can't do a ground station that's fine just get involved um and uh and say hi we're we're all enthusiasts here so okay and uh bill's on the chat here says my vertical used to work okay until i finally build a turnstile <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the, yeah the turnstiles are are, are i I've seen a lot of success with the uh, uh, the, the turnstiles, so uh, and they're they're easy to build. Um, so we've we've seen a, a lot of those. Um, there's a, a bit of a modified turnstile I've seen coming from uh, a company in in Europe that's uh, got a like a 45 degree bent uh, top to it, um, but then a turnstile base, uh, and that's been a really uh, successful antenna as well. There's uh, um, the, I know that there's one up on top of the uh, Chabot Space and Science Center in uh, Oakland, California, um, and they have uh, uh, Satnog station there as well as a Satnog exhibit as part of their uh, their mission control exhibit. So it's it's been fun to be a part of that too. Oh, very good. That's uh, that's very uh, very cool and exciting, and lots more to come. So we'll be uh, tuned in and and watch for that and. Um, I will we'll see you at Dayton, if not before, um, down the street or something. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, thanks for coming on the show and updating us on everything, and um, we'll do it again. Thanks a lot, Neil. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. 
All right, that is a wrap for this week's Ham Talk Live. Thanks to Corey Shields, KB9JHU, and everyone out there in cyberspace for listening and calling in. And you're invited back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And for a list of all of our upcoming guests, just go over to hamtalklive.com. And if you like Ham Talk Live, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. Uh, that helps others find us faster. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. And maybe that rocket will help. Don't, 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 don't,